Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me, as always, it's your man, Gator. And on the line, we have special guest, George Rodriguez. He is with Geronimo Cigars. How are you? Good, good. Thank you guys for having me on today. Thank you for coming on today. Jorge, we really appreciate you coming on the show. We had some debate beforehand no, man, about, about the pronunciation, so Jeff is going with the uh, the Jorge. Yeah. Okay. The traditional. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, so today we're going to be smoking a selection from Geronimo Cigars. We're going to be smoking the El Principio. I did say that correct, right? Yeah, actually, I, I got to give you a, a very, very solid A on that one. Okay, good. Look at you. I'll take that. I'll take that. Do you guys, every time you launch like a new cigar or you ship a shipment out, do you scream Geronimo? Because that would you be awesome. You know what's funny? Uh, <laughs> you know what's funny? We actually don't do that because I'm pretty sure that if in the warehouse every five minutes someone screamed Geronimo, I'd be pretty pissed off. <laughs> um, but with that... With that being said, I, I do have friends of ours um, that every time they're either smoking a cigar or they come over to the house, wherever the case is, the, one of the first things they do is look at the cigar and automatically yell Geronimo. And I'm like, shut the hell up. I have neighbors and it's late. So, um, but yeah, the joke the joke does go around a lot. It's funny. Um, my business partner, Ariel, his last name is Geronimo. Um, and being one of the, the original founders, obviously, of the company, when I came on board which was before we even released our first cigar, he was wanting to, you know, change and be like, no, it's, it's only right if both of our names, but my last name is Rodriguez. There's a million Rodriguez's. There's a million <laughs> Rodriguez's in the cigar industry. So I was like, bro, I don't give a shit about that. So Geronimo uh, sounds way better and it's different. It's unique. I like it. I like <laughs> it. I need to get mine out of the cellophane. Of course you do. Well, while he does that, I'll tell you that it's a five and a half by 52 uh, cigar. And smells delightful. It features a San Andreas Maduro wrapper. It has a binder from Jalapa. And the fillers are from Condega, Esteli, and Jalapa. You can really taste the Esteli. I bet we can really yep. taste the Esteli. <laughs> Jorge's like, what have I got myself into? He's sniffing the foot of his cigar. He's just like, ah, these guys. This is really in there, Jorge. How do you guys pack these so tight? It's really not. You're just dicking around. What the cellophane? Yeah. Uh, so it, I can I can tell you a lie, and I can tell you that uh, the cellophane is you know we do it for some special reason for the cigar to taste better. But I'd be bullshitting you. Uh, I don't know exactly why it's so tight. Maybe we ran out of the right size cellophane. That's all we had in the factory. Dude, I'm not sure dude, to be honest with you, dude. He, he, he's fucking with you. <laughs> Wait, well, it's still okay. Well, <laughs> oh my god! There we go. I got oh it. Oh my god! Seriously, wow. that I am worn out. That took some work. He he has this habit of doing that just to annoy me because he knows that I hate the crinkling on the <laughs> microphone like that. And he stretches it out. Smoke it with the cellophane on. Yeah, oh, there you there go. You go. <laughs> that I, now, yeah. I, I have smoke. seen people cut their cigar with the cellophane on. Yes. No, just smoke it with the cellophane on. And if you guys still think it's good after that, then it should win Cigar of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, it is time that we go ahead and cut the cigar, and the official cutting is brought to us by Dan the Man Ponder over at Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. Dan the Man, I was just scoping out the Instagram just a little bit ago, and Dan was hanging out in the lounge with his mother Jane, having a cigar, having a having a fuente, and, uh, you know, he, it's been a little bit since Jane's been hanging in the cigar lounge, you know, with everybody, but 
she uh, she made a return trip to the lounge today, and that was nice. That would that would have been nice to see Jane today, but I I didn't make it by. But yeah, but we're recording here on the uh, in the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios on, on the back, back of, of my ex-wife's your ex wife's house because yeah. you know <laughs> I had to come to you again. But anyway, so uh, anyway oh, back back wow. to oh it's a whole thing. <laughs> so so what did yeah. I miss? Oh, dude. Oh, you we'll, gotta... we'll catch you up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. So, guys, Riverman Cigars. You got to head by Riverman. You got to see what Dan's got in the humidor. There's new stuff coming in all the time. Lots of uh, lots of new stuff coming from a variety of different companies. He's got the, the main brands. He's got the boutique brands. You want to make sure you get over there and scope out what Dan has in his humidor. And if you're not in the St. Louis area, but you want to support a brick-and-mortar company, Dan does mail order, so you just got to give Riverman Cigar Company a call, and he can get a box of cigars sent to you right away. So that's Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. When you're on the phone, tell uh, Cindy or Little John we said hi. Exactly. So with that, it's time that we go ahead and cut the cigar. I even waited to cut. You did. We have a guest. You didn't prematurely cut. like We have a guest. You know, recently. So, all right, so we're going to give this guy a cut. Have you smelled the foot on this? I have not. I haven't done a cold draw yet. Ooh. It, it, I don't, I can't, my mind keeps going back and forth between citrus and floral. Hmm. There is a sweetness on the cold draw. Oh, definitely. Mm hmm. That's that Maduro. It's got that sweetness to it. Mm hmm. Well, I'm going to go ahead and get mine lit up. So, Jorge, are we pretty close there? He didn't even do the uh, cold retrohale. I didn't. I have patented the cold retrohale. It is a uh, it's I, a thing now. I uh, I I actually I don't know if you noticed, but before I was smelling the foot, and it's, it's amazing. Um, not only did did we blend this cigar, but every time I smoke it, uh, I for some reason I still always smell the foot and do the uh, the cold cold draw on it. So it, it, I don't know. It just every time I don't, it's like I don't know. I don't I don't understand. It's like having a baby. Um, you know, you kind of look at your kid growing up. You're like, damn, where did the time go? I think the same thing with this damn cigar. Every time I smoke it, it's like. Oh man, I'm so excited! I wonder what this is gonna taste like. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> well, I wonder what it's gonna taste like. I just smoked it yesterday. Even on the uh, the cold retro hail, good solid floral notes. It's really a sweet, like, like, like honeysuckle, is what I'm tasting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Honeysuckle. Well, there you go. There you go. Well, while you go ahead and get yours lit up, George, why don't you tell us about Geronimo cigars? How did like? How did it get going? You said that you uh, kind of jumped into it a little bit after its its uh, birth there. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the company? So um, everything dates back to 2013. Um, my business partner, Ariel Geronimo, and myself, um, right around that time, a little before that, we were in nightlife together. We, um, we did a lot of promotions for different nightclubs and bars in the area and stuff like that. And, you know, we were both at a, at a young age. And in one of the events, I'll never forget, he showed up with a cigar and I showed up with a cigar. And at the time, I was 18, 19 years old. Um, and he said, bro, you like cigars? And I said, uh, I said, yeah, yeah, do you? He goes, yeah, of course. So we kind of instantly had like a bond. You know how it is, you know, when you meet anybody else who likes cigars, you kind of already friends. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Even though we were friends. And especially at the fact that, you know, we were both young. I was... If I was 18 or 19, he must have been 21, 22 around there. Um, and we instantly kind of clicked about it. So we kind of went from more just working together on the weekends to hanging out, smoking cigars and stuff like that. And 
we'd always bullshit around like bro how cool would it be to have our own brand or our own line or our own cigar and we were like yeah i don't take you know uh all this money and all this time you know i i've kind of more always been a little bit of a dreamer um that you know i, I like an idea and i think it's great but then i was always sit back and just be like hey, yeah whatever like you know, i don't have time Ariel, on the other hand is um the type of guy where he's a little bit more behind the scenes but he's the one that kind of makes everything happen so i remember one time uh, i didn't we didn't probably uh, speak for not speak we spoke but we didn't probably actually have much interaction for like a good six or seven month period uh i had just had my daughter was born he had um his first daughter was already born um and he calls me and he says hey bro you want to do breakfast and i said yeah let's do breakfast so we go to breakfast we have uh breakfast he slides me four cigars across the table and he says hey look you know um try these out i want to see what you think I said, okay, no problem. You know, to me, it was just a normal cigar trade like we've always done before. Yeah. Uh, I go home, I smoke a cigar. I'm like, damn, bro, this is a pretty damn good cigar. So I call him up the next day and I said, hey, this is a damn good cigar. He goes, good, I'm glad you like it. It's ours. I said, what? He goes, yeah, yeah, that's our cigar. I said, well, bro, I said, are, are you drunk? What's wrong with you? It's early in the morning. You still hung over from last night. What's going on? <laughs> and uh, he's like, no, bro. He goes, uh, I, you know, these last few months, I've been traveling back and forth to the Dominican Republic and uh I, I found you know how to make cigars over there now I said you're shitting me he goes no I said all right well fuck it let's go we hopped on a plane and we went to the Dominican Republic um you know and and in the process of that uh we learned everything that has to do with cigars we did things ass backwards uh we did things backwards from the beginning uh you know most people develop a a brand a line uh they have somebody make their cigar for them they buy tobacco blah blah blah. whatever the case is we did everything the way you shouldn't do it we literally were driving through uh santiago through this town called via gonzalez we stopped on the side of the road and there's this field there where they're growing tobacco so we get out the car mind you he's dominican and i'm cuban um i stick out over there like a sore thumb okay you know just my accent is 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 different um we get out the car, we're walking through this tobacco field, and some guy says, hey, who the hell are you guys? Like, what are you guys doing? And I said, oh, we came to look at the tobacco. He says, bro, you're going to get shot. You can't do that. You're walking around on people's tobacco fields. Um, and then we come to find out when we turn around and look that probably, uh, I don't know, five, 600 feet down the street from us was the back of the Davidoff building. Oh, jeez. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> so it just so happened. Yeah. Uh, so it just so happened to be that the... Uh, the guy that stopped us lived there. He was a local tobacco farmer, and he, very nice guy. To this day, we're still very good friends with him. He was like, look, you know, what are you guys trying to do? We told him we're trying to get into the tobacco business. And he kind of, like, chuckled us a little bit. He's like, ah, oh, more tourists. Like, you know, everybody's trying to get in the business. Uh, long story short, he saw that we were serious. We ended up leasing 36 acres, and we started growing our own tobacco. Okay. Um, with that being said, we started growing our own tobacco. We... Whatever we didn't use, we would sell. Um, we rented a, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, it's probably like more like a, a, a house, like an apartment slash house. And we opened up a factory. Um, we had a three, I think three or four part-time rollers. Everybody remembers better um, that worked. I think one worked at Davidoff, one worked at Fuente. I don't remember. But every time they'd get off of work, they'd come over to the factory. We had tables made and everything, and they'd roll for us. Now, being a brand new company with no accounts, with nothing going on, uh, for the amount of tobacco that we were using to produce cigars and all that, it was just 
too ridiculously expensive to make the cigars. Yeah. Um, with that being said, we had to then revert back uh, and start using somebody to make our products. Um, so that's kind of how we started with our beginning. That's kind of how we first developing cigars, started developing cigars. We did everything backwards. But we rode the 6 a.m. bus to the factory with the workers. We spent all day long in the fields. We went to the Interback in the Dominican Republic. Um, so we've, we've been through, we've been robbed. We've been through a lot of different <laughs> things that most people don't want to go through. So, yeah, so you guys did do kind of things at backwards because it seems like a lot of the, the you know, little brands, they kind of start off by, by I don't want to say hiring it out, but basically hiring it out. You know, they find, um, they work with like a La Aurora or one of the other kind of, uh, um, Aganorsa or somebody like that to, uh work on the blend and have them kind of craft the cigars for them and everything. And then after a little while, they kind of then branch off on their own and maybe get their own factory going in their own rollers. You guys kind of went the opposite way, started with your own team and then I guess what pull back. Yeah. So our, our main concern and one of the main reasons why we always wanted to, to do things that way was we wanted control. Uh, I don't think that we're control freaks, but one of the things that we noticed very early on in this whole process of being in the cigar business uh, was that what really moves cigars and what really sells cigars is consistency, quality and consistency. Definitely. Um, yes. I'm sure you guys have seen this too. There's brand and I'm not knocking anybody. I actually smoke other people's products. I can take you and show you my humidor inside the house. I have multiple other brands in my humidor. So I, 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 I smoke everything, not just my own stuff. With that being said, um, you know, a lot of a lot of people I've noticed will release a cigar that is phenomenal. Uh, their first line is is you know they put their heart and soul to it, and it, it's it's a it's a great smoke. Then when they release the next batch, the cigars are worth shit. Um, and that's one thing that we really did not want. You know, we looked at what, what are all the big guys doing? How are they in business after a hundred years? What what are they doing? And we noticed that everything was a hundred percent consistent. That you would pick up one cigar from one year's cosecha, and you'd pick up a cigar from a cosecha that was five years before it, um, and the cigar tasted exactly the same. And that's why we wanted to have um, control over the whole show from the beginning because we wanted to maintain that consistency and that quality. But, you know, the numbers don't lie. So it, it was it just didn't make sense for a company that wasn't producing, uh, you know, 100,000 cigars. Or I'm, I'm just using that number as an example, but you get what I mean. No, no, that makes perfect sense. I mean... You know, it's one of those things that you got to build up to it. You know, you build the business as you build the uh, the sales and everything. So it's it's one of those things. So very cool. So Jeff, what are you thinking yeah. of the uh, El Princip- uh, Principio? The El Principio by Geronimo. Exactly. Um, actually, you just like saying you just I, wanted to say I just it. wanted to say Geronimo. <laughs> the uh, no, it's go ahead and yell it, Geronimo. <laughs> there you go. Get get it out of your system early. There you there go. You go. <clears throat> and often, as you'll come to find on the sh- as the show progresses anyway. here. <laughs> so, uh, no, this is a really creamy, smooth cigar. It I'm still getting notes of floral yeah. on the yeah. smoke. It is very smooth. Um, you know, it's 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 a, been a really good cigar. There's a little um, I'm lingering one, kind of spice. Uh, yeah. I don't want to say... Maybe a little pepper, maybe a little baking spice. A little baking you know, spice for me. Hanging yeah. out in the, the the back of the throat there, but like a nutmeg or something. You know, something. Yeah, yeah, but no, it's it's really good. Yeah, um, no, great cigar. And uh, I'll be honest, dude this this cigar would scare me off in the humidor. I'm a I'm a Connecticut shade grown guy. Ooh. Do that, that retro hail. 
Okay, hold on. Do the retro hail. It's got a little bit of something, something to it. It's not not oppressive. It's not like gonna bowl you over. No, it's uh, but it's it's not peppery. It's maybe a hint, a little oh. hint. I you know I hate to say this, it's more cinnamony on the retro. It, it's hail. that baking spice on the retro. Yeah, hail, yeah. I don't know. Don't let don't let it fool you. Wait 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 till you start getting closer to the end. Okay, we're we're, we're building up to it. Is what there you saying. go? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it is a Nicaraguan cigar, so I assumed that there was going to be yeah, you know, some uh, some spice and some, some pepper, pepper coming and whatnot, into yeah. it and everything. So so uh, George, tell us a little bit about the line then. So obviously, you have the El Principio. All right. So originally, we released El Principio in the Dominican Republic. Um, we released a Connecticut. It was an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper that we were using and a Habano, an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. Um, we released both of those blends out of the Dominican, but we never had a Maduro. Uh, Maduro is always something that we wanted to build up to. But, um, unfortunately we, we, we or fortunately because, you know, now we have one, but we ended up, um, not doing it over there. Um, so the, the line, the line went well, man. The line was something that most people loved. It was something new. So, you know, whenever you introduce something new, it's always hard. Um, no, nothing's ever easy if not everybody would have their own cigar, even though it feels like everybody's coming out with their own lines nowadays. But you get what I mean. No, I do. Um, so, man, we, we, we did good. We, we, you know, we started opening up accounts. We started um, really moving, hosting events. We started hiring employees. Um, everything was going great. But we still were always lacking a Maduro uh, and and. Everywhere we went, everybody, one of the main concerns, not concerns, but one of the main issues that we were having either at events or at cutting lights or wherever uh, was you don't have anything strong. You don't have anything strong because they were both uh, more mild, you know, smokes. Even the Habano was not even much of a medium. You know, the Habano was a borderline medium. Okay. Um, they were very cut, dry, simple blends. Um it was. It, there were good everyday smokes. There was a cigar that it was very consistent. You were never going to go wrong with it. It always tasted the same. It always gave you the same profile. Um, they weren't very complex. And unfortunately, what we noticed is that our current blend that we had, we felt like was a little outdated for the market. Then, you know, the market started shifting into 60 ring gauges. The market started shifting into stronger smokes, complex smokes, where... You know, a 60 ring gauge 10 years ago was was uh, an abnormal cigar. Yeah. You saw something with a 60 ring gauge, you were like, what are you doing? Just like where, you know, 10, 15 years ago, a strong cigar wasn't really what was popular. Um, you know, same thing with complexity. If you made a complex cigar, people were like, why does the cigar keep changing flavor? Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's kind of weird where now that's what people look for. If you make a cut, dry, simple, everyday smoke, very good flavor, very good on the retrohale, you know, that just doesn't cut it nowadays. So we realized very quickly that we needed to add something to the line. Um, we kind of sat back. We had um, some manufacturing issues. Um, and by manufacturing issues, what I mean with that is we were just not having the the quality we were looking for where we were at. Um, so we kind of reverted a little bit and we started working with a factory out of Nicaragua that we absolutely love. Um, they've been phenomenal with us and, you know, we started kind of testing different things and doing different things with them. Um, you know, there's certain products that they already had that we brought on board, started distributing. We were getting feedback from our accounts, not only from our current accounts, but we were actually able to offer it to other accounts that 
gave great feedback as well. So when we saw that, you know, it was a time after time quality cigar we were getting, uh, you know, when it was a time after time cigar that we would give to anybody in there was very little to no negative feedback. And, you know, obviously with a hand-rolled product, you're going to have something happen oh, at yeah. times. Yeah. There, yeah. Not every single cigar is perfect. So, you know, and that's what I mean by it wasn't 100% great feedback because if you get 100% great feedback, you're bullshitting. That's not true. Well, and everybody um, has different, you know, palates and opinions right. too. I mean, you know, like I like right. a medium to bold cigar with a lot of spice, whereas my co-host here, he tends to like the mild to medium with uh, more of a creamy, smooth note to it, you know? So, um, you know, he and I, we, we, we have some crossover, but we have, you know, some differences as well. And that's phenomenal because whenever you guys are going to give a review or whenever you guys are going to, I feel like, uh, test a new product out, you guys can use two different angles from what you like and what he likes, and you guys can really come to a good conclusion, I think, over the cigar, an unbiased conclusion. Hey, I hope that's how we do it. I try. Yeah. I mean, I... Well, I mean, that's just me. I'm from the outside looking <laughs> I give it know. minimal effort, but Nick tries. <laughs> yeah. That's true. You do give it so, minimal effort. With that being said, from what you were asking me, um, you know, once we saw kind of what we were working with and we had a good feel and we felt very comfortable is when we decided, you know what, it's time to bring it Principio uh, back out to the market. And we weren't just going to bring it back out to the market how it was. You know, we really wanted to kind of give it a facelift and a revamp, but still stay true to it. So, for an example, the band, um, as you're looking at the band, I'm, I'm sure you guys are seeing that it's, you know, the gold with the red. Yeah. Um, the original band actually was exactly the same, but all the red was blue. Mm. Um, and we noticed that at first it caused some confusion because the Connecticut's and the Habanos were the same color band. And, you know, sometimes people were having issues differentiating from the Connecticut or the Habano. Yeah. Um, and we kind of wanted to set things apart and we kind of wanted to do something different. So for this one, we did a red band on it. Um, obviously, it's a lot harder to confuse a Maduro for a Connecticut, but... You yeah, never know what people know. I would say, you know, it's one of those things that doesn't hurt to uh, use that color scheme in the band to differentiate between the different wrapper types. Correct. Uh, our box, we, we left the box alone. We changed a little bit, um, and we actually put lacquer on this box, so this box would stand out a little bit more. It would be a little more shiny. Uh, our box is a coffin-style box of 20. What we did was, in comparison to the other box, before you would slide the top of the box out and the top was just floating in the wind. Now there's a slot for you to be able to put it in the back. So when it's on display in a store or even oh. for home personal use, whatever. So, you know, we, we got little, little nicks like that from the last go around, um, that we perfected or tried to perfect. Now with the cigar itself, um, I, I took the cigar very personal and I kind of took a little bit more of the headway on, on blending the cigar. And I'll tell you the reason why I, I, I kind of took it personal, which you never should in business. But I took it personal, everybody asking about a strong cigar, a strong cigar, a strong cigar. Um, and I started noticing a lot of the people that were asking me for a strong cigar didn't even retrohale. Or I would ask them, hey, are you retrohaling that cigar? And they're like, I don't even know what that is. I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm not knocking anybody who doesn't do it. Um, but as you guys, I'm sure, already know, whenever we're blending a cigar, you retrohale when you blend. I mean, there's 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 no other way to get the, the flavors or the, the taste that you're looking for out of a cigar. There's without a retro lot head. of cigars that we've had on the show where all the flavor in, and complexity is in the retrohale yep, to where correct. when you're actually smoking the cigar, you know, we'll be talking and it'll be like, what are you getting on the cigar? Eh, I'm getting cigar. What are you getting? Cigar. But then uh, you do that retrohale and it's like all of a sudden the, the clouds part and the angels are singing and you're realizing what the cigar has correct. with it. Yeah. 
Correct. So with that being said, you know, I was I was getting frustrated and I, I took it a little bit personal. And when we finally decided we were going to do the Maduro, um, you know, I I figured San Andreas Maduro was just a rapper that I think time after time has proven itself. Uh, it's a very nice rapper. It's a very oily rapper. Um, it has the strength that that we were looking for. Um, and we just kind of agreed as a team that, hey, that's the rapper we're going to choose. Binder and Finner, you know, it was new for us working with Nicaraguan tobacco. We weren't as familiar with it as we were with the Dominican tobacco, just being at the fact that, you know, we, we started in DR and we were there a lot longer. But it's not hard to figure out which Nicaraguan tobaccos are good and which ones you like. I mean, for the most part, I haven't had much bad Nicaraguan tobacco yet. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of a more straightforward process. You know, the, the reason why the filler on this cigar uh, does have the three main regions of Nicaragua is because we couldn't pick which ones we actually liked more. So we said, fuck it, put all three of them in there. Nice. Um, you know, it, it was kind of like an experiment that I said, ah, I don't think this is going to work. You know, whatever. Well, let's see what blend, you know, we get this time. But it actually came in and I was like, holy shit, this actually tastes pretty good. <laughs> um, and, you know, the, the binder, we, we ended up going with Jalapa. And I'll tell you why we went with Jalapa. Jalapa tends to be a little bit uh, more of a sweeter tobacco. Um, the reason why we ended up going with the sweeter tobacco is because this cigar was very, very strong, almost abnormally strong. Uh, and that's the part where I'm telling you that I took it personal. I was looking, I, I got this, this craze with making the strongest cigar I could possibly make. Because <laughs> what I wanted to do is go back to everybody I had ever spoken to that told me that our cigars weren't strong. And I wanted to give them a cigar that was going to destroy one of their lungs, which was not <laughs> the right frame of mind. Um, it took a lot of long nights on the phone with the factory and, you know, sitting down with the team and Ariel and kind of just saying, yo, bro, you need to relax and you need to stop taking this personal because this, at the end of the day, still is a business. So we do have to sell cigars. So, Jorge, what, what you're saying there is this was a spite blend. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. I can appreciate that. If that's how you want to put it, I mean, this is not something that was done last minute. This is something, this this blend right here, I want to say to, to give you kind of just an estimated, as most accurate time, I don't have it officially written down. This took about a year to blend. Okay. Um, and multiple people were asking, and it's just not, it's not something that we knew exactly what we wanted. I didn't call the factory and said, I want this tobacco, this binder, and this wrapper. The only thing that I was 100% for sure on was that I wanted a San Andreas Maduro wrapper. Binder and fitter. I was open for, for whatever at that point. Um, and we had multiple, multiple different blends where I would not only, you know, we, we get very in-depth. It's not just, hey, send me something with spice or send me something with strength. You know, us obviously being in the fields and knowing the tobacco, I could specifically call the factory and say, hey, it needs more seco or more viso or more ligero. What are the percentages? You know, because a lot of people that are starting off or a lot of people that, that don't know too much about the actual construction of a cigar they just will call their factory or whoever they're working with and say hey i want it stronger or i want it creamier or i want more nutmeg in it how do i then someone tells me i want more nutmeg how do i in spanish call the factory and say put more nutmeg in the cigar they're gonna be like don't ever call here again yeah because they're not sprinkling nutmeg on the on the fitter tobacco you know what i mean you're you're Uh, having to figure out what kind of tobacco correlates to nutmeg and all that yeah Correct. Correct. Um, so once we kind of figured out a blend um, that, that we were all very happy with, now it went down to the process of actually selecting the tobaccos. 
because I could easily tell you this is this tobacco from from this region. This is an Esteli, it's a Jalapa, it's this. But I wasn't happy with just that. Uh, I wanted to know what priming, you know, and, and what cosecha. Cosecha is obviously with what, um, I don't know how you say cosecha in English. Do you guys know what cosecha is? I have no idea. Like crop? Like a crop? Okay. Cosecha is, is the crop. So like that what year's crop pretty much. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's say, for an example, we were using uh, a ligero. I wanted to know what priming on the tree was that ligero and from what crop season was it. Because then I was looking at to see in Nicaragua in 2016, how was their, their crops for that year? You get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah so exactly. We were, we were even going down to just the actual quality of the tobacco. And I, I didn't care how much the cigar cost. I wanted it to be the highest quality, the highest priming tobacco we could find. And that's exactly what we did. Now, we still were having into the issue that everybody started thinking that cigar was an ass kicker. I personally... Uh, a couple times lit the cigar as soon as they came in. Uh, I didn't even give the cigars time to rest. As soon as, you know, they, they did their natural resting in the factory. But, you know, when you're test blending, you don't give it much rest. Yeah. Um, as soon as we received them, one time I think we received shipments at like 12, 1230 at night. I sat at the warehouse about three or four in the morning smoking. Um, That's I awesome. I was just that eager. Um, and a couple times I actually lit the cigar and, and I... I kind of cried a little bit and it wasn't from excitement it was because as soon as i retrohaled my eyes watered up <laughs> and it was just very overpowering uh and finally after multiple conversations with multiple different people they were telling me bro you're 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 you have an obsession this is bad um so i really kind of had to sit back and think well what are we gonna do now i love this blend but it's just it's an ass kicker um so the jalapa binder comes into place there because, you know, the jalapa, you do get a sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. All Nicaraguan tobacco tends to be sweeter, but jalapa, uh, in my opinion, has sweeter tobacco. With that being said, this cigar is also aged in whiskey. Uh, okay. A lot of the sweetness you're smelling at the foot, a lot of the sweetness you're getting from the uh, cold draw, a lot of the sweetness you're getting from the retro hill does have to do with the whiskey. Mind ah. you, the cigar is not infused in any way. This cigar was not intended to taste flavored, infused, all of the above. What we did with this was we had a coffin made, literally a coffin, at the um, factory, cedar coffin, and we soaked it with whiskey. Um, Once it was all completely soaked up, there was no liquid left. We got the cigar after already being rolled and after already sitting in the regular aging room for anywhere between two to three months. Then we pass them into the coffin and let them sit in there for a couple more months. So really at that point, it was just kind of soaking up whatever fumes and whatever uh, smell was left. Um, and that's where we kind of did our uh, whiskey process. You know, a lot of people get the raw material. They put it in the whiskey barrels. They let it sit and then they pour it out, blah, blah. We weren't looking for that dark wood, you know, oaky, rye flavor that and 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 that's what you get a lot of times when you actually put the tobacco in barrels you know i i forgot who i was that i was talking to but somebody told me look cigars are sponges if you put a cigar in your fridge yeah next to the onions it'll start tasting like onions yep so that's where i kind of got the idea of that shit where if we put it in a coffin that used to have whiskey in it it'll probably soak it up but it won't it won't penetrate it to the point where people think it's infused it'll just give you that right amount of sweetness and it actually was a success because I feel like it toned down the strength of the cigar a lot, where the cigar is very pleasant. Um, the cigar is something that I wouldn't necessarily recommend to beginners. Um, but yeah, if would, you are I, a... Con- I wouldn't say this is a first-timer cigar, no. No. 
But if you are a lighter cigar uh, smoker, if you're a, a more mild to medium like your co-host, this is still something that he can enjoy. Oh, absolutely. So to that point then, what are you thinking about the uh, El Principio? It's uh, it's starting to ramp up a little bit. I'm at the halfway point. I'm getting close to the halfway yeah. point. I'm right about at the halfway and, point. You know, you're you, right. You've it is been, starting You've been to doing ramp more up. of the interview than I have since you're the one on camera and I'm not. But, yeah, well, yeah. that's because you always sit on the other side of the table. Social distancing. Whatever. Yeah, social distancing. I'm fine with you social distancing since you don't have pants on today. I've got my shorts on. You have boxers on. These are shorts. Well, they were really short when you got up earlier. <laughs> Did you put pants on when <laughs> why, you went in the house for coffee? You, why were you looking? I I wasn't. It was obvious when you tripped over the cord heading it's inside true. for coffee. Yeah, I almost did I you, almost took us off the air before we even started. Did you put on pants when you went inside for coffee? I was wearing pants the whole time. I don't remember seeing pants earlier. <laughs> I could have swore. Anyway, <laughs> Jorge, I want to apologize. No, it's all good, man. I'm actually not wearing pants either. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. There, there we go. I knew I liked Jorge. So okay. So what are you thinking about the cigar? It it's an excellent cigar. I'm genuinely happy with this cigar. It's got great flavors. Um, like you said, it is complex. It's changing up at the halfway point. Um, I, I I don't know what else I can say about it. It's a good stick. Oh, I'm digging it. So, Which I'm excited about because I've never had this cigar before. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, it's always apprehensive on the show when you go into it for the first time. And it's like, oh, and, man. And you've got the brand owner exactly. on the show with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, hey, what's going on? <laughs> um I'm actually glad you guys are doing it that way. We've had quite a bit of people that have reached out to us uh, and they've asked for, for you know, uh, a higher quantity of cigars because they wanted to smoke it two or three times before going live because they want to make sure that they hit the right point. I don't know if that's because they want to make sure it's good before they waste their time, which, hey, I can respect that. But a lot of people want to uh, smoke it first and then kind of alter what they're going to say. Uh, one of the things that I try to explain to everybody is we're so confident we stand behind this cigar so much that we'll smoke it live at any moment with anybody. Uh, and hey, if you honestly say it's bad or think it's bad, I, I I respect you for that. But to this point, it has not happened. That has not been the case. So I actually appreciate you guys, you know, doing what you're doing and, and for having us on the show and really just kind of giving it that that that's. You know, the, the, the start that you guys gave it, you guys went into it blind. And I actually like that you guys went into it blind, you know, because even when we're sitting down now and we're trying to figure out how to better the cigar, if in any way we can, this is stuff that we, we, we go based off of. The only thing that I would say in the spirit of full disclosure and total honesty, Uh-oh. I did a V cut on mine. I used my Calibri Deep V. and uh, I did a V on mine as well. And I must have gone just maybe a little too deep with the Deep V. So my uh, cap cracked, and uh, so about half of the uh, the wrapper on the cap came off. But what I will say is on a lot of cigars, when that happens, I mean, it doesn't take long before, it's a struggle. before it's unraveling on me. I've got shards of tobacco in the mouth, and it's just, it's just a nightmare to deal with. And I'm at the halfway point of this cigar, and... Um, it's it's held together really really well. Um, it's not coming apart on me. Nope. I mean, look, is it the is it the most attractive you know kind of thing going on at this point? Maybe not, but I'm not having that shard of tobacco problem. See, in the and mouth. I didn't so, have the problem so, with my and, B and, cut. And, and and what I'll say is this was total user error on my part. Yeah. This is not anything to do with the cigar. So you know, it's one of those things that maybe next time I'll I'll do a straight cut or or maybe use the perfect pull, cut or pull something the, yeah pull the v cut back just a little bit you yeah know? but because that yeah. deep v does go deep it does yeah 
That happens. Exactly. That's exactly it. It's it's With any cigar. user error. I mean, it happens. I'm not saying anything negative whatsoever about the uh, the old Principio here. So the, the flavor on this no, thing is outstanding. You. I'm liking it. So so let me so going back for a minute. You mentioned that you had um, Connecticut and Habano, and then now this is your Maduro. Do you do you guys still do the Connecticut and the Habano? No. Um, so what we did was one of the main things that we we kind of learned, and this this we learned on accident. This was a spike play. Uh, so <laughs> this next part, uh, what we learned was trying to do these larger orders. Um, a lot of people do large orders either because they need it or because they're trying to work out a better price. That's okay. just the way it is. I don't know if I should say that, but that's just how it goes. I mean, if anybody thinks that this isn't a business and people think that people are just making cigars and spending hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, to impress their friends, they're, they're crazy. Um, one of the things that we noticed was how do we maintain quality and consistency when, when we're not in the factory every single day? when we're not living in the factory, when we're not in the Dominican Republic or in Nicaragua, even though we're always traveling. I was in the Dominican Republic last week. Um, so we are always on the go. We're always, we have a presence in, in both countries and both factories. We're there as much as possible, but we don't not live there. So how do we make sure that we maintain and, and, and get the best quality and consistency? What we started doing was we started doing very small orders, um, you can say limited runs. Uh, you can spay, say special editions. Um, but with that is, if let's say every month we're bringing in two to 4,000 cigars, it's a lot easier to look over two to 4,000 cigars than looking over 10 or 15. Definitely. Um, so one of the things that we did was we wanted to make sure we hit this nail on the head with this, this cigar has the, the recognition, the respect, the respect that it deserves. We want to make sure that with production, after we get the first few out the way, we're having no issues. The factory understands what we're looking for. Again, regardless, we're constantly traveling. We're constantly there. But shit happens sometimes. So we wanted to make sure this is something that we can kind of close our eyes and, and not have to spend so much time daily on it um, to be able to focus the same amount of energy on other products. With that being said, we haven't done an official release. I'll say it to you guys. We will be releasing our Connecticut and our Habano again um, with different blends. Um, different, but the same, if that makes any sense. We're going to try to stick to our original roots as much as possible, but we will be changing and adding some things to kind of give them a new modern feel to them, to kind of give the blends a little bit more of that oomph that people are looking Okay. Um, so we will be re-releasing the Connecticut and the Habano. Um, country of origin yet is still to you know something that's disclosed, um, but they will they will be coming out in the near future. Plus other lines that we're working on. We have blends and stuff. We have uh, a blend that we've been working on that's actually been sitting in the aging room now for about six months um, because we really liked it. It's really good. I was just very curious to see what it was doing um, after six months of aging. And we'll see if six months of aging made a, a, a very big difference and we're ready to rock and roll, we'll rock and roll. If it didn't make much of a difference, then we know that that blend doesn't take that much aging. Or if it did make a big difference and we're ready, if we're not ready to rock and roll yet, I'll let that bad boy sit for a year. There you go. So for the people interested in trying the El Principio. And you definitely should. It definitely. So... Is it available in some shops, or is it available on your website, or where can people find this? 
so we do not sell retail online. Um, we we are strictly wholesale. Okay. Um, we do have you know gear. We actually have like the tumbler cups that we had made. Yeah. Um, that are a cigar. So stuff like that we do sell on the website. Um, but actual cigars and stuff we we stick to retailers. With that being said, we are in accounts. Man, I guess at this point even international. Um, we have accounts in other countries, but we are on a national level in the United States. I think in you guys' area, we are, you guys are in St. Louis, correct? Yes. Yes. We are not in an account in St. Louis. Um, well, then so I, think our St- I think our St. Louis shops need to get, uh, get on the ball and get, get in touch with you guys and see about a sample. Yeah, I can definitely recommend this cigar for sure. Yeah. I appreciate that. And, and if you guys can help with that, that's very much appreciated. I think we can add, talk um, to a few people. We can. <laughs> no, thank you, guys. Um, now, with that being said, if anybody is interested, if anybody does buy online, you can literally type in uh, Geronimo Cigars at Principio. There is multiple different online retailers that sell it. Uh, one of our biggest ones being Pravada. Um, he he carries a lot of our stuff uh, and has been a very big supporter of Principio as well. Uh, GFP Cigars is another one online that carries the product, um, moves a lot of it, has been there since the beginning with us on this cigar, loves it a lot. So those are two of our bigger online guys. But we do have um, even a lot of retailers that sell online as well okay. that are either local or in other states that they can definitely purchase from. I mean, the list is kind of long for me to sit here and name everybody. You know? Do you have the list available on your website? Uh, so if you go on our website, there is a store locator. You scroll away to the bottom. We do have a map with, you know, red dots of, you know, what stores we're in. Um, we don't necessarily have it marked if that store sells online or not, um, but it'll give you a link to go to their website and kind of take it from there. Gotcha. Well, that's but good. just typing in our name with, with El Principio, you'll have multiple online retailers that should pop up. Okay. Well, very cool. Good deal. Well, like I said, I Thank can't you, recommend guys. the cigar enough. I really enjoy it. You can really tell the pepper is building up, though. Because yes. it's on the tongue now, like it's resting there. Yes, I just got to the point. I was maybe about an inch away from the uh, burn line hitting the band, mm-hmm. so I just took the band off just for, you know to avoid that issue. And um, you're right the the pepper it is starting to yep. to build and linger a little bit it's sitting on the, on the tip of it's my just, tongue, yeah. and it's just you you just got that little pepper burn. I like I it. I like it. Yep. Yep. One of the things that I actually wanted to ask you guys and, and get your feedback, because, you know, even though I know you guys are supposed to be interviewing me, I, I like to get everybody's feedback, okay. if that's okay with you guys. Um, Absolutely. One of the things that we look for a lot when, when blending, not only just this cigar, but any cigar we do, we look for the cigar to leave a very clean palate. Uh, we don't like when you smoke a cigar today and tomorrow morning you wake up after brushing your teeth a hundred times and you're still tasting the cigar. Um, with that being said, how do you feel that this cigar leaves your palate? I would say with, I mean, okay, so we were just talking about how the pepper kind of lingers on the tongue a little bit, and it does to an extent, but I would say by and large, it leaves the palate pretty clean. I mean, it's not- It really does. It's not a cigar that I'm worried that is going to be hanging with me, you know, the rest of the day or anything. We've all had those. (laughs) We have, and I mean, and this is my first cigar of the day, too. Oh, is it? You know, so- Number three for me. Okay, well, it's my first of the day. So, I mean, I'm coming into this pretty clean, and I don't feel, like I said, I don't feel like my mouth is is cigar, you know? I don't don't feel like I'm getting that. So, yeah, so no, I- 
Yeah, I, I I have nothing bad to say about the cigar at all. In fact, I mean, it's like Jeff said, construction wise, it's been really good. Burn line's been good. Mm-hmm. Um, the ash holds together really, really well. The draw has been really good. You know, the cut issue that I mentioned, that's on me. Don't nobody nobody take that into account with with anything. And I'll say, even with that, um, I'm not getting that mouthful of tobacco like yeah. I normally do whenever I do have an issue like this. Um, so even that's holding together well. Flavor-wise, there's a lot going on with it. Like you said, the spice is kind of ramping up in the back half of this cigar. Yep. And um, I did just it'll do a... creep on you. Um, I'm sorry? It said it'll creep on you. Okay. And then uh, I did just do another retro hail while you were talking earlier, and the, let me, the let me do one while spice you're level on that has ramped up a little bit more. I mean, it's there's there's a lot going on with this cigar. So, no, I really dig it. This is... This is Thank really good, and you can really taste the pepper now on the retro. Yeah, yeah, and and you, Do you know, guys retro hair every puff, not every no. puff, <laughs> not every puff, maybe twice, two or three times a show. So for me, you you see what I, I kind of started my my I'll tell you my quick retro hair story. Uh, one of the first times that we were in the Dominican Republic and we were blending, uh, we sat down and you know you get I don't know if you guys have ever done any type of blend tastings or anything, but they put five, six, ten cigars in front of you. There's coffee beans and coffee on the table, and you got people scraping your tongue and shit like that. Um, oh, wow. No. And you know, we, were you sure you weren't in some sort of interrogation? It could have been. <laughs> it felt like it. I'm not going to lie. That's uh, what they do right before they waterboard you, so be careful with that. Well, you know what's crazy, actually? For, for a good, for when we first started going to the Dominican Republic, and I know I keep getting off topic here, uh, but when we first started going to the Dominican Republic a lot, the probably in the first year I was there, maybe six, seven times in one year. Uh, and it never failed. Every time I'd come back into the States, they'd pull me to the side and take me into the customs room. And I would get interrogated on, you know, what I was going to the Dominican Republic for so much, what I was doing, this, this, and that. I'm like, guys, listen, I don't know how many times I got to explain this. I have a business over there. Check check it. You, you guys can, you're more than welcome to follow me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know what you guys want at this point, but I literally got tired. The customs people were already at the Florida airport knew my name. Nice. Um, so they were like, hey, George, come on, your turn. <laughs> um, so... So no, we're um, we're in the and you know sitting at this big conference table, and one of the older guys that was there from the factory, he's like, "Hey, I noticed in the last four cigars you haven't uh, you know felt any strength," and I said, "I'm not getting no strength from this." He goes, "I don't even know what you're doing here," and I was like, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "You don't even know how to smoke," and I said, "What?" I kind of felt offended because in a way I'm like, "I'm paying you to how are you going to tell me I don't know how to smoke? I've been smoking for years." Yeah. He goes, "Bro, you don't even you don't retrohale." Again, this whole conversation is in Spanish. So you can imagine me talking to this older Dominican <laughs> guy in Spanish, uh, and I thought he was going to fight me at any moment. Um, so he's like, "You got a retrohale," and that's where I learned how to retrohale, and I, I took that so much to heart that literally every cigar I smoke, every puff I do, I retrohale. Wow, uh, everyone. I know it's not good, um, but I do. It, but it all depends. See, and I don't want to use the whole I'm Cuban card, uh, but obviously being Cuban, my dad, for an example, my dad, when he smokes, he actually, uh, you know, he, he swallows the smoke. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So, yeah, when I gave him this cigar and he tried it at first, I gave it to him with no ban. I kind of gave it to him for to try. He smoked it in about a quarter into it. He's like, bro, this shit's strong. <laughs> and I said, well, yeah, you're also inhaling. He goes, no, 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 no. But he's like, you know, I inhale everything. He goes, this is a strong cigar. Uh, and I was like, well, yeah, I mean, but you know, two uh, percent of the population do what you do, so don't, don't, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so I actually retrohale every single puff. Interesting. Well, I, you're hardcore. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, I don't. No, th- it's just you know. 
He wants to I get, don't know. I ma- he wants to get maximum flavor. Maximum out of his flavor. I like it. That's good. That's good. Well, very cool. Well, now where can everybody follow uh, Geronimo Cigars and find out more information about Geronimo? Where? You, bro, I'm telling you, you got to do it every thirty minutes. <laughs> um, we're we're very big on on Instagram, um, Facebook. We we have a Facebook group where it's kind of we just post for members and stuff like that. And really, being a member is just kind of you might see some exclusive releases or some stuff um, on there before we post it on any other social media. Uh, we have a, a bigger Instagram uh, presence where I think over we're over 8,000 followers at the moment Okay, uh, on Instagram. So we're coming to the game Instagram late there. The what? I said we're coming to the game late on this then if you got 8,000 <laughs> followers. so Yeah, um, you know, I'll be honest with you. The whole Instagram follower thing, I, I for a while studied, um, all of us in the team actually, we kind of just studied the algorithms of Instagram. Uh, which you know, Instagram is owned by Facebook. Yeah. Um, trying to see like how can we organically grow and get people because I didn't want to pay for followers. Uh, at the end of the day, we're not selling retail anyway, so we could have five hundred thousand followers, and if they wanted to place orders, we wouldn't sell to them regardless. Yeah. Uh, but you know, for notoriety, for notoriety, notoriety, however you say it, notoriety. My second name, dumb there you go. That. Um, <laughs> You know, for, for those purposes, it's good to have it. You know, for people to hear about us, you know, obviously a lot of people, uh, this is probably the first time they've heard about us, which is okay. So we're, we've been a little bit more active on Instagram than Facebook. Not saying that we're not on Facebook either, but Instagram is definitely our strong suit. Gotcha. Well, very cool. Well, I'm with Jeff. I, I will say I'm typically kind of nervous coming into a uh, – cigar that i've never smoked before especially when we've got a representative from the company on the show with us and everything because it's kind of one of those you know like god i hope i like this but guys in all seriousness this is no no bs you got to try the el principio um good cigar i really i really really enjoyed it um i'm not every cigar hits both our palates so this worked out really well this worked out really really well that's what we were trying to do with the actual brown is we wanted to make sure that if you're a, a mild to medium or if you're a medium to full or if you're a full guy, you're going to like the cigar. Now, you're going to know when you're going to like it. Some guys might not smoke this in the morning. Some guys might not smoke this in the afternoon. Or some guys might smoke this with coffee. It's just one of those cigars that regardless of what type of smoker you are, I think it'll fit your palate and it'll fit your, your daily agenda. Very cool. Well, George, we really want to thank you for taking time out of your Saturday to no, thank uh, you guys. come on and talk with us. And Jorge, everything. seriously, thank you. Really want to appreciate no, it. Thank you, guys. And yeah. if you guys are ever in Florida, please, please feel free to reach out. Uh, we are in Tampa. Let's get together. Oh, we uh, were oh. just down there in November. Yep. October. Wasn't really? it? No, it was, was it November. November. It okay. was just before Thanksgiving. Oh, that's and, right. And we're talking about trying to make a return trip down there at some point here this year. Um, we had so just, much fun in Ybor City. Yeah. We hung out in Ybor yeah. and had a great time. So, Yeah, man. It's the cigar capital of the world. Very cool. Well, yeah, no. We'll have to definitely hit you up when we're down there next. Definitely. Please do. Will do. Well, George, seriously, man, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Cool, man. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it from from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Well, we really want to thank George for coming on with us. That was really cool. was awesome. He was cool. And uh, I'll tell you what, I'm really, really digging the uh, El Principio from Geronimo here. Um, I just finished mine up. It's it's an incredible cigar. Yeah, I'm Um, down to the final third here. And the spice level has ramped up. FinalThirdCigar.com. Let me do a uh, final third retro hail here. Oh, yeah. Definitely. 
definitely more pepper on the uh, final okay. third retro Okay, ale. you know what? I've set mine down on the ashtray. Oh, God, you're going to pick it out of that? It's not. It's, it was By on, the way, I love how you have two on ashtrays on the table, a third on the rail, but you're using a Rubbermaid <laughs> container full of ash to ash in. You know what? And here's, here's where there's no pleasing you. Because I cleaned your ashtray out before you got here. I'm just saying you have three ashtrays, but you're and using And I cleaned this one out, made. too. And I put the ashes because I'm going to throw them in my compost. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah, so anyway. Okay, I'm anyway. going to do the ret- final third retro hail. Or actually, nub retro hail here. Do you even have a light on that? Oh, my gosh, you do have a uh-huh. light going I on that. I had just set it down. Okay, I was going to say, I'm like, you do have a light going on that. Oh, all right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the pepper is Most strong definitely. on the uh, on the final third, and and in your case, the nub here. So, ooh, yeah, I'm burning my thumb. Well, there you go. Well, why don't we go ahead and get into some Ask the Boys? Let's do it. Shall we play a game? You talking to me? I have a question for you. You gotta ask me nicely. Ask me about my winner. You got a question? You ask the Epa. Come on, sucker. Let's get it on. Well, it's that time again for Ask the Boys, where we answer all your listener questions. And guys, you can get your questions into us by calling the Ask the Boys hotline at area code 863-874-0000 and leaving a message. So we will go ahead and play the first call. Hello, Mr. Miller and Egbert. This is AT&T calling. Are you happy with your long-distance service? <laughs> if not, then I would love to. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. It's Thick Smoke Ryan. I got the idea to pull off that joke because I started streaming Breaking Bad on Netflix, and after seeing that in se- episode two of season one, I thought, that'd be a perfect joke to try. <laughs> anyway, my question is, do you have any other recommendations for net that I can stream on Netflix that are binge-worthy? Okay, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Shows on Netflix that Ryan That are binge-worthy. We've been doing the uh, Leah Remini, the Scientology. Oh, the... Um, yeah, Leaving Scientology yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That has been interesting, to say the least. I, I'm i trying to think. I've been binging, but it's been a lot of like HBO stuff, because I got HBO Max, and I don't know if Ryan has HBO. He, he specifically asked about Netflix. Netflix, yes. Um... What has been something binge-worthy? If you haven't seen... I mean, I was binging The New Girl on Netflix, but I'm done with that. And, I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily what he wants. So, the, Although uh, I will say it was pretty funny. I, I've never seen it. It was entertaining. I should probably watch it. I just haven't. I liked the Nick Miller character. Well, of course you did. Well, no, I actually. Why. I kind of was going into it thinking I was going to not because yeah. everybody's all like, oh, Nick Miller's... You celebrate his whole catalog. He actually grew me. The Schmidt character was... I, I think my actual favorite out of that, though. Well, there you go. So um, there's, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, that's always a good one. Always a good choice. I don't know if it's on Netflix. I hate to admit. Um, I know it's on Hulu. I don't know if it is on Netflix though. Let me go to my Netflix here. The real quick uh, I'll, I'll tell you one. Have, if but... you've never watched, you said you're you're doing Breaking Bad there. Um, El Camino, by the way, when you get done with Breaking Bad, immediately watch El Camino. I mean, there's always better call Saul. Which I, is which is part of the Breaking Bad series. I've not watched it, but um, it's it's actually really good. Yeah, I've it heard gives it's a good. lot of backstory. Now you know there's yeah. a new show on Netflix called With Bob and David, and it's Bob Odenkirk and um, 
Uh, I, he's not doing very well. He collapsed on set the other no, day. Did you hear that? Yeah, it's Bob Odenkirk and David Cross. And I. it's a comedy thing, so I'm assuming it's kind of a um, soft uh, reboot or maybe like a, a variation of like the old Mr. Show. Oh, I don't know if you okay. ever watched Mr. Yeah. Show on HBO, but um, they they did that. And uh, I'm wondering if it's kind of similar in tone and whatnot to that. But um, So you got that going on on there. Now, um, um, I'll tell you, the movie I haven't got to see yet is Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, I want to see really that. I really want to watch that, and I haven't got to see it yet. So I hear good things about The Good Place. I haven't watched that yet. Um, um, I don't know what that is. It's... Uh, I mean, it's a show. It's a show. Okay. I, again, I haven't watched it yet. I hear the, good uh, things about it, but I mean, I'll a, tell you, it's if always you, Tiger King. You well, know? yeah, <laughs> I met that guy. Um, we know. <laughs> yeah, we know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I was going to mention if you haven't watched the walking dead. Oh God. Oh dude. It's really good. Um, I hear good things about Ozark. That's one that's on my binge list I've, to watch here. I soon. watched like the first season and it just didn't hook me. I heard good things about it, especially I know if you everybody liked talks Bad, about I heard it. it was really good. Everybody talks about it. It just didn't suck me in, it, which is weird because I usually like, uh, was it Jason Bateman? Yeah. I usually, anything he's in, I think is entertaining. And Another one on there that everybody, I've seen the first season and I really liked it. I just need to catch up with Stranger Things. Oh, dude. Um, yeah. Yeah. Stranger. And the, the new season's getting ready to come out. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, what else is on here that's like. Ooh, there's one called Shot in the Dark. It was only one season. Yes. And it was kind of a documentary kind of style show where it followed these guys. And what they what their job was is they would have police scanners in the car and they would go to accidents, fires, it, police it, chases. And it's all like that. real life Nightcrawler. And they would take video and pictures and then turn around and sell it to the news stations. Yep. For their um, news package, which, which the Nick next always morning. said that I needed to be doing that. I, you love going and taping, you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I mean, it would be a perfect job for you. But it was only one season, but it was really, really good. It's called Shot in the Dark. Um, and I think we both liked it because of the journalism aspect of it too. Yeah, but you know there was there there was a lot going on in that show. It was really good. Um. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that pops out at me that, yeah, there's nothing else that's like popping out. And, you know, here's my whole gripe about Netflix and Hulu and all that is that I wish and if and guys, if there is somewhere on here that it that what I'm about to describe is available and and I've missed it, call the Essa Boys hotline and give me give me, you know, the the directions on how to find it. The skinny is it. I wish there was a history. I wish there was some way I could go back and look at everything that I've watched on Netflix or Hulu or something so that I can say, oh, I really liked this show. Because when I'm done with a show, I take it off my list. And once it's off my list, I forget about it because now I they, can't go they, back and Now, do on that. Netflix, though, they do have the continue watching, but they also have watch again. Yeah. But I don't know how long they'll stay in that queue. I was going to say, I don't know how, how long, but, you know, but yeah, I really would like... For there to be, like, just a watch history. I've also wanted that similar feature on Pornhub. Oh. It's hard to find things again. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, this got awkward. Um, anyway. <laughs> hey, so at least I got pants on. So, yeah. 
true. So anyway, so yeah, no, I've I've been watching a lot of stuff on HBO though. I just got done obviously watching Oz. We've talked about that before. Yes. Um, I'm kind of in the middle of watching Veep on there. You know what? And, That's a good um, little show. I like it. And then um, I've also Elaine. been watching um, The White Lotus. That's a what new, is that? It's a new show that's been uh, coming out every Sunday. There's three episodes out right now. And it's all about a hotel down in Hawaii. And all these people are on the vacation there. And you can tell that something ominous is going on. Like something bad is going to happen to everybody. Certainly nudity. But you don't. There has been some, yeah. Oh, good. Actually. Okay. But um, but that you always keeps me into the story. But you don't really know what's going on just yet. Um, but it's got uh, Steve Zahn and um, oh, it's got a couple of different people that I recognize in there. The one gal from the first season of uh, True Detective is in there. Oh, I know who you're talking about. And I don't remember her name. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, she's in it, and I don't know. There's a, and the one and then the one gal that's been in all the. Um, uh, the one guy's movies, um, like Best in Show and Waiting for Guffman and like all that. Oh, from uh, from Schitt's Creek. N- not that guy. It's a girl. Um, no, but they're yeah. Uh, the the mom in Schitt's Creek. No, 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 okay. no, 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 different lady. Anyway, but no, for what it's worth, I can't remember her name, and I'm not going to look it up. But anyway, but the White Lotus has been entertaining. Um. But I, I, it's not done yet, so I don't know if it's actually good or not. So, hmm. anyway, we'll move on to the next the, question. The, the show that I'm going to mention, and again, I oh, don't, I, I don't know if it's on Netflix. On we're not moving on. I still got one more show. Of course you do. <sighs> Resident Alien. I know. I you know. haven't watched it yet, have you? No, I haven't, dude. You're missing out. I don't know where they go after season one, but season one was phenomenal. It was uh, the Pirate Steve. Yes, I know. I can't think of his name. I know who you're talking about. It's a great show. You really do need to watch it. You've hyped it up plenty of times. At some point, I'll get around to it. I have a whole list. Just move it to the top. It's one season, dude. Uh, It's just, I gotta be in the mood. It's really funny. I'm just not in the mood. It's really funny. So, all right, moving on. Next question here. Hey, guys. It's Adam here. Long time caller, first time listener. <laughs> Been away for a while, you know. That's become a thing now. Up with me, work, all the fun stuff. But now that you guys know my true identity, uh, safe to say that none of that stuff really matters. So, <laughs> getting into my question for you guys, um, we've got about I don't know, an eight hundred count wine door. So, Ooh. I've probably got. Anywhere between three to five hundred, maybe a little more cigars in there. And I've used Boba packs since I've had it. And they work good. I haven't had an issue. And they hold humidity great. You know, that seal on the door really keeps that humidity in. But I just got tired of pulling the drawers open and just seeing Boba packs. You know, I want to open up the drawers and see the cigars and see, you know, the beautiful different bands and the cigars and the wrappers. You know, all the good stuff. Anyhow. I decided to upgrade and get a cigar oasis. Um, got it all hooked up, set up, you know, ready on the phone. Got it in, set my humidity right around 68. Uh, left for vacation and came back and 
my hygrometer is reading uh, between 74 and 75 percent. Oh my God! Wow. A couple of my uh, unwrapped cigars, you know, without cellophane, had some mold on them. A little bit upset about that, but you know, just thought I'd ask, what do you guys think's going on here? I'm a little bit confused. You know, I've never really had any issues with humidity ever up until I bought this, and you know, I figured this would be just a set and forget kind of thing, like they claim. Um, I'm not sure if maybe the seal on the doors is holding in too much humidity or, you know, I've tried to burp the thing. I don't know how many times, crack the seal a few times on it for overnight. And it just, it just jumps up to 74. So I'm a little upset, a little confused, really trying to get this thing back on track to where it's at. Um, you know, in the summer months, I keep, keep the, uh, the wine door unplugged because uh, I like to keep around 70 degrees and it, it only goes up to about 68. So I like to keep it unplugged, keep a pretty constant temp in there. So I'm just a little confused, upset. I'm hoping you guys you guys can help me out. Um, shout out to Bovida. Maybe they'll want to sponsor me from this call. <laughs> Maybe not, but who cares? Uh, anyhow, uh, it was nice catching up with you guys. And sorry I've been distant for a while, but don't worry. I'll be back to calling every week, asking you guys interesting and dumb questions. We like Take care, inter- brothers. Stay smoky and have a great week. We like interesting. Talk to you later. We like interesting and dumb questions. It's true. And um, this one's not a dumb question. This one's not a dumb question. So I have a couple of thoughts right off the bat. Um, the first is, if I'm right, I'm pretty sure Adam lives up in Ohio. Okay. Um, because I think he Tell me about near Gervais. Um, and so... I'm wondering, I know here in St. Louis in the summer months, our humidity jumps significantly, and then in the wintertime, it drops significantly. Last week, it was 137% humidity. We were walking through just solid water. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but anyway. Somewhere around that range. It was at least near 100, but I don't know if it can go above 100, (laughs) but anyway. um, But what I will say is, you know, yeah, you were talking about how you kind of left the seal open overnight and everything it might be that you were pulling in just the ambient you know humidity from the air and rather than taking humidity out of the wine door maybe you were actually adding i don't Could know be. um but the thing i would say is you know maybe it's a situation where um you, if you're getting mold on the un uncellophane cigars and yeah your 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 humidity level is too high so I would think maybe you said you set the cigar oasis at sixty eight, maybe drop it down. Yeah, maybe that, that was going to be one of my two recommendations. Yeah, like it, it's one of the, move just, it to sixty two and see what it does. Yeah, yeah, drop it down to sixty two. See if maybe it you know kind of settles somewhere in the middle there. Because I'm thinking you know if you're at sixty, if you're setting it to sixty eight, but your uh, hygrometer is telling you between seventy four and seventy five, you've got a um, you know what? One or the other Six is to off. seven point yeah. difference there. So if you want it at 68, yeah, maybe set it somewhere in the neighborhood of 62 on the Cigar Oasis, and maybe it'll drop it down accordingly. Um, now, I'm, I'm going to have some listeners go nuts on me here. I would I'm also sure. say, you know, if you haven't contacted Cigar Oasis about this problem, you know, I would do that too. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, those things aren't, they're not cheap enough to... Uh, you know, have this happen and, you know, not reach out for some sort of customer service about it. So. Now, one other thing that I was going to mention, and again, I, I started to say that 
some of the listeners are probably going to take issue with this because oh, everybody bet. takes issues with something I say. But, 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 um, first and foremost, I would get your cigars out of that humidor. I would wipe that humidor down maybe with a water vinegar, you know, like white vinegar mix. Only because you had the, the yes. mold issues on those couple of cigars. Yeah, because you, you want to get rid of that. Over. Yeah. yeah. And... Quite frankly, I had this happen in my smaller humidor at one point. Cleaned it out, and I've even had people tell you, like on the wood ones, you've got to sand them down, and all. I didn't do all that, but I did wipe it down with white vinegar, and you know, just cleaned it all out, and then let it sit for a couple of days, then rehumidified it. But in in the meantime, I actually wiped down all the cellophane on my cigars too. Yeah, and you know that way, if there were any mold spores, you know, if those had bloomed at all. Um, you want to get rid of those two in your humidor, and I know with three to five hundred cigars, that's going to be a task. But I would recommend that. Yeah, no, it's definitely something to consider doing because the last thing in the world you want to do is have mold and think you got rid of it by getting rid of the cigars, and then turn around and just you know have it continue uh, sweeping now, through. Now, what is it that goes on the like on an aged cigar? You'll have. Bloom, yeah, which, but that's not mold. No, I'll be honest. The whole bloom and and mold thing and everything. Like personally, you're you're anti bloom. I take I, it. I'm not anti bloom. I just for me, it's 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 kind of difficult to tell. The, I mean, it's not. It, it shouldn't be difficult to tell the difference, at least in theory. Well, but if you if you lick I them, you can it, tell the difference I in find, the taste. Yeah, I find it to be difficult, and so to be honest. I don't want anything don't, growing on don't, my cigar. Don't lick, don't lick your cigars. I don't guys. want I'm anything joking. It was, growing on my cigar. Yeah, so, it was a joke. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking somebody's going to try that. Yeah, don't don't lick your cigar. Yeah, don't if, lick. If your, there's something growing on your cigar, maybe don't lick your. Yeah, cigar. Yeah, that's but probably a bad. The thing. The other thing is bloom is all over the cigar. True. Whereas mold is in select spots. Will spore the cigar. up. Yeah, it'll it'll like start like on the foot or somewhere and it'll it'll move again along the way. So, you know, that's that's one surefire way. But I I the whole bloom and mold thing, people get that wrong more often than they get it right. And yep. so And that's the, not one you want to get wrong. For the sake of safety, I would say just don't mess yeah. don't worry about it. But whatever. I would I'm, definitely I'm sure there's some cigar purists that are gonna get mad at me about saying that. Yeah. But you know, it's just one of those things. I, I would so. recommend wiping down those cigars. Not taking them out of the cellophane, mind you. But no, because them they're down. in the cellophane. That's the whole point yep. of the cellophane is is some level of protection. Yes. So, you know, at it's this point. It's a cigar point, condom. It, it, kind of. I mean, at this point, I would say that the uh, that the cellophane has done its job. It's protected the other cigars from that mold. But, yeah, it probably wouldn't hurt to go ahead and, and wipe them down. And, yeah. You know, whatnot. I mean, look, you know, you've got a day of maintenance ahead of you here is yeah. what I guess we're saying. But And um, in the meantime, like Nick said, I would turn that thing down to 60 or that, 62. That would be my first inclination. Right off the bat would be, okay, 68 on the actual machine itself produced 74 to 75. If I turn it down to 62, is it going to give me 68 to 69? Yeah. You know, kind of a thing. So, well, and that's the other thing, too. You were talking about leaving it open. You know, and that, I mean, I hate to say this because you've seen me. <laughs> you've oh, yeah. Seen me you do leave it here. yours out on the deck. Yes, I have done that. But, uh, you During know, you're, rainstorms. You're, you're inviting mold in when you're doing that. There's a reason you want to keep that sealed up. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And the other thing is, and I don't know, you know, it's all personal preference. Personally, for me, I like my cigar sitting at about 65. Yeah. 
I think that 68 to 70 uh, tends to produce slightly... I think it's a little. It's right on the edge of humidifier. No, but you for in me. in winter, and, I'll use the seventy two boba boba to packs all but day. That's because yeah. the ambient na- uh, uh, much drier humidity atmosphere. in the air yeah. is so much drier that you have to use that seventy two pack in order to get it up to somewhere in the seventies and or sixties and yeah. whatnot. So yeah, so no, I mean. I do the same, you know. In the summertime, I drop my my bovida packs down to the sixty twos, and in the wintertime, I I pump them up to the seventy twos, yep. you know, and uh, it it tends to work fine. So, there you go. Anyway, good question. Yep, good question. Moving on to the next one here. Hey guys, this is Glenn. Just saying hello. What's up, Glenn? Hey, Glenn. Quick questions for you. What would you say the coolest packaging is that you've come across in your Cigar travels, like coolest box or something that really stood out that got your attention. And the second part of the question is, if you could design the packaging of your dreams, what would it be? Thanks. Have a great day. Stay smoky. Stay safe. Thank you. Thanks, Glenn. So, Jeff, I don't know about you, but for me, when he says coolest packaging... The first one that comes to mind for me is the Ultra Q by um, Oscar. Yeah, that that stone pillar, that stone all of Oscar ta- stuff you know, thing. Yeah, but that Ultra Q man, it's it's designed to look like that stone pillar with the uh, with the Mayan kings, um, you know, on display and everything. Yep. It's it's there's a real stone pillar like that that's I believe in a museum, and you know it it details the history of the Mayan sixteen Mayan kings. And, you know, Oscar designed his box to look just like it. And then within the packaging, he has 16 cigars within that box. And each cigar has a band on it that features one of the different Mayan kings. Yeah. So, you know, you're kind of getting a little bit of history along with your cigar and everything. I think it's a really cool box. It stood out to me the moment I saw it when when we met Oscar back, uh, what was that? Two years ago or more. Oh, my God, was it? Yeah, it was, yeah, because we've been. It was July of yeah. nineteen. It was July of nineteen, and um, you know we uh, we met Oscar at the Hill, and he he had that cigar, and and so I bought that box, not really buying it because I I hadn't even smoked the Alter Q yet. Yeah. I bought it specifically for that for the box. Coolest. It was just that yeah. cool of a box. Um, so I'd probably go so far as to say that that's pro- that that's the one that springs to mind immediately for me. Yeah. Now, I, on the other hand, and I've bought a couple of these cigars, I haven't smoked them. Okay. And I think it's just because of the bands. You know, they're just, they've been resting in my humidor for a good two years now. One of them actually came from uh, the Kansas City Cigar Festival I bought out there. Okay. And it's the uh, Macanudo uh, Vintage Maduro. Oh, okay. They have the the metal rings. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yep. And I just thought that was really cool. They're For anybody that hunts, they're kind of... They kind of reminded me, although they're a little more fancy than this, but they reminded me of like a goose band or something like that, where, you know, once you take it off the cigar, it's probably something I'm going to keep. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but it's really cool. There you go. Um, I, uh, I'll i say one other one, and this is going to be an interesting one. Okay. You want to know another company that puts out some really good-looking packaging? Is Gurkha. Yeah. Gurkha cigars, 
for all that I shit on Gurkha. Yeah. And I haven't really shit on Gurkha on the show in a while. Cause, Not in a while, but... You know, it's And just, they're, you're it's, doing it for good reason. But, but it is what it is. But, um, but the Gurkha, Gurkha does really nice packaging and marketing. Yeah. Their cigars are shit. Not all of them. That's the problem, one out of four. By but, and large, yeah. their cigars are shit. But, um, in my opinion, but... Um, but their marketing and their packaging is really slick. Yeah. I mean, dude, back when, you know, before, when when you and I, or when I was first getting into cigars and when we were doing a lot of the online, you know, ordering and stuff, um, when would that have been? That would have been Oh, God, Christmas we gave that up of, quick. Yeah. We got it, into it. It was a hot minute. We were into the auctions. That yeah. was like Christmas of 18, I think it yep. was. And uh, that's where I bought that box of the Royal Challenge. Yeah. And I bought it specifically because the box looked really, really cool. Yeah. Then we found out that the Royal Challenge of that cigar was actually getting through one. Getting through one. But anyway, but no, I mean, look, with that said, it has nothing to do with the, if we're talking strictly the quality of the marketing, the quality of the box and and packaging and everything, I got to give Gurkha credit. They put together some really nice packaging. And um, I'll tell you for I just for, wish they would you know match that with the cigars for in store marketing you can't beat what Perdomo does true you with know. the little uh, shelf talkers the little shelf right talkers. built into the box and everything like that you're right Perdomo you know they have made some really really good looking displays out of their boxes yeah and if you are a, st- a shop that you know, you have a Perdomo rep. I know they, they basically say we really encourage you to buy at least about three feet worth of uh, Yeah, facing, three by three at least. Yeah. You know, so that, you know, you can have that one area. And, man, it, it really does speak to you when you go into the humidor yep. and you see that three by three, at least a three by three foot uh, area. Because, um, yeah, they just, they, they sing. Yeah. So... Well, and yep. I'll tell you, even for, you know, one of, one of our uh, companies that we're kind of partnered up with, um, you know, you've got uh, Martinez out of New York that does like the Flatiron Building, and you know yeah. they've they've got some real history in their bands, and you know I I really like that. Yeah, no, I mean it's if you put time and effort into a band yeah. and into your marketing, it, it it goes a long way. I oh, think. absolutely. And um, yeah, no, well, and we're visual cool. creatures. There's a reason, you know, we don't live in Canada where everything is. The white white label same, with yeah. black font just yeah. telling you, you know, what it is. Thanks, government. But, yeah. you know, and thankfully we avoided that here in the States for the time being. Yeah, so. hopefully that stays. Yeah, but, exactly. you know, you do look, I mean, the the, the band does jump out and grab People you. People do cigar band art, you know. They I do, do that. I've done some. I need to do more. You've done one. Okay, but it was cool. You did. And one. I gave it to you as a present. You did one. Yeah, and that was what? Christmas of 18. I haven't been inspired lately. It's been over I two need, years. It's been I like need, three years. I need for that spark of creativity to hit me. I don't And then know. have a day when I'm not chasing my tail. I don't know if you can count that you do cigar art anymore. You I did, did cigar you did art. one time. Yeah. <laughs> but it was cool. I have so many bands at home that I'm like saving for you. But the thing is, I know, I, I'm know i saving them myself because I know if I give them to you, they're just going to end up getting lost and thrown away or something I've like that. I've got so, so many like, bags of bands. I yeah. mean, it's just ridiculous. And I've had people so. send me bands from the you show. Have, I've have. had that. But and I appreciate it. I just need to make another piece of art. You do. We should. I should do that. I should make a piece of art, and then we give it away on the show. You were going to do, I think, a piece of art based on the 
all the cigars that we smoked in our first year of the show. It was a good thought. Didn't do that. There was the other one that was all the cigars that we got at the Kansas City Cigar Festival. It's true, and Weston. And didn't do yep. that. And <laughs> Yeah, I was going to do a Weston <laughs> yeah. one, too. Yeah. And see, they're all intermingled now, and I don't know what's what. Now you don't know no, what's what. No, So, okay. Well, anyway. Yeah, no, good question. I mean, marketing does play a lot of... Uh, big role in our in our cigar purchasing and and uh you know I'll, I'll give a final shout out here i really like what the my father you know group does with their bands i i like those i know you're not as big on them yeah they're not they don't strike my cup of tea it's not my design aesthetic but you know no, it's okay I, I like them they're very they're very rich there's a lot going on yes yeah i'm more of a more you're more simple i don't want to say minimalist but like you know slightly less is more a little bit, yeah. You can you can you can judge it up with 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 less, and it's okay. <laughs> You've been listening to the office ladies. What? That's what they say. Judge it up all the time on their show. I haven't been. Yeah, I just said I that. Like, I like their podcast. I mean, I'm fine. I mean, they're I just... raging liberals. They'd never have us on. <laughs> <laughs> but my whole thing is that I just you know. I've I've had enough of the office for now. So, oh, lordy. Anyway, moving on to the final question for this week. What's up, guys? This is Rob. Hoping everybody's uh, hey, Rob. enjoying some of the uh, beautiful smoking weather we've had lately. And uh, the question this week for you guys is, what is the best cigar-related trip you've taken, uh, destination, and spot you visited? And what are some places that you would hope to uh, get to that are on like your cigar bucket list? Stay smoky, have a great week, and uh, look forward to hearing the answers. So for me, obviously, Tampa, you know, takes the cake it on, does. in terms of cigar trips that you and I have taken. Um, that was just, it was incredible going down to Ybor City, hanging out with everybody down there. Um, the J.C. Newman the Factory. The Newman Factory. Ybor City. That. It, was, it was so yep. neat. It was so neat. Um, and, I, you know, I... I want to get back down there again. It so was my up. America because yeah. we're sitting on the street in Ybor City and people are just walking up and down the street, shopping, doing their thing, smoking <laughs> cigars. Yeah, it was a great time. It really was. In terms of uh, other trips that I'd like to go on, you know, obviously I'd like to get up to uh, two guys yep. up in New Hampshire. New Hampshire. I paused because I was waiting for it. And, um, you know, see the guys from the Scar Authority and everything. I'd really like to get down to, um, you know, I, Charlotte and Atlanta. Um, yeah. Those are two cities that I'd really like to hit up and check out the cigar scenes in those areas. But then aside from that, like if you're talking like bigger trips, um, Miami's another city that I would like to go to. Um, just to see all the different cigar, you know, people there. I'll tell you this. Well, and you know, we've talked about it on the show. I would love to someday, especially when it's free, go to Cuba. Yeah, I'm not going to Cuba until it's like yeah, until it's know, free. I would say I'm not. I don't I'm mean not, a free trip. That would be awesome. No, 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 no. I mean, you know, out of communist rule. Yes. Like at this point, I'm kind of of the mind that you know they don't they don't get any of my money until uh, the communists are gone. Viva Cuba. SOS Cuba. Now, I, on the other hand, um, and I know you do too, I want to get down to the uh, Jerry Tobacco Farm. Yes. In the worst way. Yes. And I know, you know, we've also talked about going down to see Oscar's, you know, operation. Exactly. And I would love Both to go down. Both of those down. are in Honduras yeah. there. 
and uh, and then again, I know the Perdomos do the uh, factory tour down there in Nicaragua. I mean, any one of those would be just amazing. But realistically, you know, in terms of in the United States, um, I think it'd be you know going up to two guys, uh, Miami, Atlanta, and Charlotte. I think yeah. those would be the four spots that are that are on you know kind of top of my list of of places that I'd like to hit up on a cigar vacation. Now I'm going to be out in uh, Colorado actually coming up in September. I've got a family wedding to go to out there. You're going to be too late for the Rocky mountain cigar festival. Yes, I think I am. But that being said, and sold out anyway. Yeah, so, I know. Right. You know, whatever. Well, I mean, they'd slip us in. We're, you I'm know, the pulpit first. Sure that, but anyway, but I'm going to be staying out in uh, Breckenridge, which I guess is, uh, you know, maybe an hour or so outside of Denver. Okay. So anybody has any recommendations for lounges for me there, I'm going to be there for a few days, and I would like to hit them up. Well, so there you go. Yeah. Well, very cool. Well, guys, that's been this week's Ask the Boys. You can uh, get your questions in by calling the hotline at area code 863-874-0000. <laughs> Well, Nick, what is MyMonthlyCigars.com? This would normally be the time that I give some information about My Monthly Cigars, but I've hired that out this week, so take it away. My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service. It comes in a variety of different size boxes at affordable prices. Use offer code PULPIT and get free shipping on your first box and 20% off any items in the online store at MyMonthlyCigars.com. It's offer code pulpit. Thanks. P U L P I T. See, I see what you did there. You tried to just make it a just like you know a screeching a needle halt, off the record. Needle off the record. You were at the ready. Screeching halt, kind of you know transition. <laughs> no segue. No smooth segue whatsoever. Nope. You were just like meh, and I was chimpanzee riding. Yeah. Got to put that in here now. No, I'm not. Yeah, do that. chimpanzee so, riding on a Segway. Anyway, so so <laughs> you're gonna put it in. No, so you, guys, uh, you know he's gonna put it in. Chimpanzee riding on a Segway. Chimpanzee riding on a Segway. Chimpanzee riding on a Segway. Bam, 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 bam. You uh, you tried to do that, but I was at the ready, so oh. I I was prepared. <laughs> I could have gone into it myself, but. The button was right there, well, and it's like, you And know it was so soothing to hear Pinky's voice. I miss her. Oh. We got to get her back on. I mean, yeah, I might be hanging out with Pinky sometime soon. Son of a bitch! I mean, you know. Why don't I get to go? Because somebody wants to do only once a week. How do I want to go? Oh. oh. You're replacing <laughs> me. Well, I will tell you, of all the people that you could replace me with. I'm not necessarily replacing. She's got the greatest with, voice. You know, I mean, I don't know if she can fully commit, but, you know, it's like we're, we're I'm working on things because, again, you know, I got to work See, on See, I stuff. fully committed to one a week. So, I'm just saying. And then it went to two. Well, you know. Oh, forever Lordy. Lordy. Anyway. I know. It's been two years. Anyway. So. But yeah, Pinky, I you know what she should do? She should get a job reading books on tape. Because no one would ever want to put it down. Well, there you go. Yeah. She has a wonderful voice. I She's married, Jeff. I'm not <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm not saying hey, so I want to steal away Pinky. I'm saying she has a great voice. Anyway. It's soothing. Uh, that proved me wrong. 
I'm not gonna. Put I don't know why wrong. you're crapping on Pinky. I'm not crapping on Pinky. You're trying to get her to come on and take over I'm for not, me. I'm not. And then you're crapping on her. I love at the how same you're show. Getting, don't get buttered. Don't get buttered. <laughs> you're the one that's bailing. I gotta figure. You this. gotta be the one. You that's... left me high and dry once a week, so I gotta oh, figure please. out what's going on. So don't get all butt hurt when please. I'm bringing somebody else on for the other show a week. Did you? By the way, so, did you notice on the parishioners page people put up us fighting? Yes, <laughs> I did. Did you watch it? Oh yeah, I've seen that clip. Okay. Yeah. What the hell was going on in that clip? I don't Cause know. Because I'm completely lost. Sting and the other guy were having some sort of weird fight on the side of the ring. I don't know what was going on, but it was amusing. Yeah, it was really odd. Yeah. So let's just put it that way. I don't know who the other guy is, but I Sting. Don't but, you know, something tells me when it finally goes down, it's not going to go down like that. <laughs> I think what's going to happen is you're not going to see it coming and you're going to catch a two by four across the head. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much here or here, it's but just here. right here. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll take his ass out first. <laughs> All right. Oh lord. So, you know, you know, we've always joked about squirrel tapping each other, like when we're getting a group photo, but we've never done that yet. So that'll probably no. be the start. One of us is going to oh, go yeah. for the low hanging fruit. <laughs> See what I did there. And then the other one's just going to kick their ass. Just going to go bananas. Yeah. When they eventually get up off the ground. It's going to be a thing. Yeah. But anyway. Epic. We should sell Uh, tickets. I don't know about that. We could have, oh my God, we could set up the Octagon at the Riverman event this year. Yeah. MMA is just a bunch of dudes rolling around the ground, punching each other in the dick. That's what it's going to turn into. (laughs) It'll devolve quickly. I watch. I'm going to hear from so many MMA fans now because I said that <laughs> it's going to be one of those things. There's a lot of truth to it, though. Let's be honest. There kind of is a lot, a lot of truth. Yeah, anyway. anyway, sorry, Joe Rogan. <laughs> Don't want to crap on MMA there for you, buddy. But oh, whatever. Yeah, like he's listening. I was going to say he's kind of sleeping, you know, on his pile of money. Of money. <laughs> he's not worried about what you and I are saying. So oh, anyway, lordy, lordy. So, uh, Nick, um, how do folks reach out to us on the socials? We're on Instagram at the Cigar Pulpit. As if well Joe as, Rogan wants to contact us, yeah. As well as at Naked Gator, N-E-K-K-I-D Gator. That's my page. We're also on the Cigar Pulpit Parishioners group, and we're on YouTube and Twitter, and you can reach out to us through CigarPulpit.com. You can also give us a call at the Cigar Pulpit hotline at area code 863-874-0000. Well, okay, so circling back to recap this episode, I really liked the uh, El Principio by Geronimo. Guys, if you uh, haven't had this, head on over to Geronimo Cigars' website, find their uh, store locator, see if there's a store near you that carries it, and if there is, go and get one, and if there's not, then uh, maybe see if you can find one of the stores that does mail order or something like that, and you can give them a call and... uh, Get yourself some, because this was a good cigar. I really did enjoy this. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, good stick. And again, we want to thank George for coming on and spending some time and talking to Jorge us. Jorge was awesome. Yes. Yep. You're just going to mix it up like that and get all weird, <laughs> but that's all right. His name's Jorge. We asked him in the beginning, which he is- said either way, so we went both. We went both. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't we? So No, that, that Geronimo cigar was really, really good. I really... I can't say enough nice things about it. It had a great flavor, very complex, um, had a great ash going, which I took a few pictures of, and then I, I party then fouled all over myself. Yeah. yeah. So, But yeah, good cigar, good cigar. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad we got to try it, and I'm glad, I'm actually glad we tried it 
fresh on the show, and neither one of us had ever had it before. You know, I am too. It's like I told him, I, I always get nervous doing that because, boy, that could just go so badly so many different ways. Yes. Because, you know, guys, I mean, look, I've gotten samples before from people that uh, you haven't heard from on the show. It's true. And, um, you know, I'm not going to name anybody, but... It's one of those things. I've gotten samples from people that you haven't heard on the show. And the reason for that is because, yeah, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. But, you know, but it's one of those things that. And that's just it. You don't want to, like this no. cigar we love. Thank this, God. This but is you don't want to crap on somebody no. when they're on the phone with this you. This is but... not an opportunity. This, should, this show is not designed to be an opportunity gotcha. for you and I to shit on somebody. Yep. You know, if somebody's not. Except doing, for Gurkha. Well, you know, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Enough people shit on Gurkha that they, you know, we're nothing new. Yeah, we're down the totem pole. But, um, you know, it's one of those things that I'm not here to hurt anybody's business. I'm here to prop up people and help them out, you know. And it's one of those things that if their cigar maybe doesn't hit my palate the way that I enjoyed, yeah, I'm not going to promote it because I'm not going to lie to everybody and say that it was a good cigar when I didn't like it. But on the flip side, you know, it's one of those things that... I'm also not going to have you on and and uh, and shit on it either. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's just that's wrong. Yeah. So, yep. So, so there instead, you go. Instead, silence is golden, and duct tape is silver. Okay then. So, all right. Well, <laughs> I uh, just going to leave that there. Yeah, I'm just going to leave that there. So, anyway, unless you have anything else. No, I'm good. Okay. It's for the show. Well, guys, thanks for listening. And uh, this has been another sermon from the Scar Pulpit. Amen. I'm Nick. I'm Gator. Everybody stay safe and stay smoky.